Welcome to A Learner's Journey. My name is Molly Sanders, and the goal of this podcast is to inspire and motivate you by connecting you with a variety of passionate horsewomen and men who have dedicated their lives to helping horses and their people. I'm grateful you're here. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast. So I'm wondering if you've ever had the experience of dealing with a horse health professional, like a vet or a body worker or maybe chiropractor, and they're just really great at being able to share the information in a way that you can understand and how they kind of stand out because sometimes that's hard to find. Well, the person that I'm going to be talking to today is one of those people. Erin Sauer is a licensed massage practitioner who's been practicing for many years. And I met her because she came to work on my horses. And it just, she really stood out because I understood what she was talking about. She was able to show things in a way that really I could understand. And not only that, she would have me try out different things. And uh, so I just, I'm really excited for you to meet her. She and I, if you don't already know this, she and I also put together a course based on things that she's put together for horse owners to do with their horses um, that are massage exercises. And I got to tell you, I, I've never been that interested in body work myself, like to pursue it and, and to uh, do massage with my own horses. You might be really interested in that. I've, I just, I've always just been so oh, devoted to spending my time on horsemanship and things that would help my horsemanship. Well, doing this course with Aaron and me, I actually practiced the things in the course, really opened my eyes to the fact that the way she presents it, it is horsemanship. And it really changed my, my feel, my timing, my skills of observation. And it also set it up where my horses had another reason to see me as a place of comfort. So I think you're in, a, in for a treat with this conversation. Um, we talk a little bit about how Erin got started with horses, how she got into massage, and then she's going to share with you some really powerful insights into how body work can really transform your relationship and also your horsemanship. So we're happy you're here. One other thing I wanted to mention before we start into the interview is uh, Aaron and I have this course that I already did mention. Um, it's called Winning Your Horse's Heart Through Bodywork. And we wanted to offer you as a listener, there's a free lesson available so that you can try out uh, part of it and see what you think. And then there's also a sampler course where you'll get uh, a handful of lessons from the course for only $17. So you can try that out too. So we wanted to make sure that you knew about those things. So enough said, and I hope you enjoy this interview with Aaron. One of the things I like to start with is finding out about how horses came into your life, how this whole crazy thing got started. Well, my dad wanted to be a cowboy. And so, uh, he always wanted horses and he would, uh, there was a, a summer camp ranch thing around our area that would, um, have these horses for the summer camp, but in the winter they didn't want to feed them. So they would rent them out to people. And so my dad, uh, would get the horses through the winter and, um, that started it. And I started on some little sweet, wonderful, amazing ranch horses that 
took such good care of us. And I mean, we did some dumb stuff. We did some backyard, like you don't know what you're doing stuff. And um, they always treated us really good. And it was fun because we seemed to always get a horse that would challenge us just enough, but not too much. That's so really cool. the first horse I started out with, his name was Firecracker and he was born on the 4th of July. So he was special. And um, he, uh, he was just wonderful across the board, amazing horse. And then the next horse that we rented um, was a little more challenging. And then the next one was a little more challenging. And it was just funny how that worked out and uh, kind of started there. And then of course I got addicted immediately and <laughs> it all went downhill. <laughs> That's really cool. I've never heard of that happening. I It's too bad that that doesn't continue because yeah. what a great way to go. Yeah. Um, did you, so your dad became a winter cowboy. Yep. Um, and did you guys, were you able to rent the same horses again? We could. And you know what? We ended up getting that horse. Oh, cool. Firecracker. Oh, cool. Yeah. And we used him. Um, he was a half pony, half horse. And so he was small and I'm not small. So as I started to grow, uh, he was, he was a little too short for me. So we ended up giving him to a woman who did therapeutic horseback riding. So he just played an impactful role throughout his entire life. And he was just an amazing, amazing horse. That's really Super cool. Fun. Mm -hmm. And is this in, in, uh, Washington state? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've been here your whole life. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. That's really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. So then, so you're a horse crazy girl. And, mm -hmm. uh, when did you start thinking you wanted to do things professionally? When did the massage piece come into? So, um, People, well, I kind of wanted to be a trainer and I thought I was pretty good at it and had potential, but I also know about myself that if I have to do something too much, like as a job, I'm not going to want to work with my own horse. Right. And so I wanted to do something with horses uh, where I wouldn't get burnt out on working with my own horse. And so, you know, I, I thought of doing vet stuff. Um, I thought of doing, uh, you know, just a whole bunch of different sort of training vets, anything like that. But I just knew that, uh, if I became a trainer, I wouldn't ride my own horse. There's no way I would ride three horses in a day and I'd be exhausted. I wouldn't want to do it. So I decided to not do that. And then, um, I was, um, I was working with, um, kind of challenging horses. I did like doing that. And so for a while I thought, well, I'll, I'll get some horses that have some issues and I'll try to help them and then I'll sell them. Problem with me though, is that I love horses. And right. so I get one and I don't want to sell it. <laughs> right. so that, that's not going to work out for me. Right. And, um, with the massage, when that came in is I had a standard bread that I had bought and he was a lovely, lovely horse. Poor thing didn't know how to use his own legs though. And so he was all over, he would go into a trot then he'd go into a pace, then he'd go back into a trot. He didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. And so I fixed all that and I got him moving really well. And I was doing, um, cow penning with him, which is funny on its own uh -huh. that with a standard bread. Right. But he was such a cool horse. He was doing really well at it. So we would be, you know, like in the top tier of this cow penning little, you know, small town thing, but I was, so I was riding him. And then one of my acquaintances asked if she could borrow him, uh, to do a couple rounds. And I was like, yeah, of course he's, you know, he's easy to ride or all this stuff. 
Well, she was used to those stiff necked quarter horses that you just kind of do this with and uh-huh. they turn and all that. And my horse was known as a Gumby. And so when you yank on his head, his head will go this way. His back leg will go that way. His front leg will go that way. And um, when she was riding him, he pulled a muscle because he was just getting yanked around too much. And I was like watching a car wreck, you know, like, oh, my gosh, what's happening (laughs) to my horse? And the poor thing had legs going in every direction. And I was just like, no, stop. And so he came out and he had pulled a muscle. And I was I just felt so bad. And then that like got me thinking about like, I don't even know what muscle that is. Like, I don't, I don't even know what's going on right now. And I should know more about the muscles. And so I got interested in that, that at that time, like, mm-hmm. cause I knew it was a muscle. I knew mm-hmm. he pulled a muscle. He was sore for like three days and then he was fine. And, and I was like, man, I just wish I could help him more with some sort of knowledge. Right. Cause you know, vet's just going to give him meds or anything like that. And so I, uh, I got interested that way, looked up some schools and was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it right. And went to school and that was that. And now it's time for a short commercial break. One of my other passions, in addition to this podcast, is bringing to the world excellent education from a variety of horsewomen and men. This is through Shine a Light Productions, and our latest learning opportunity is coming up November 11th with the wonderful John and Kathy Barr. They're presenting a two-hour interactive workshop called Raising the Bar on Cantering. If cantering is a challenge for you or your horse, maybe you it's hard for you to get your horse into a canter, they want to go slow, or maybe as soon as you do get them into a canter, it turns into this horse race and their gas pedal gets stuck, or there's tension for you or your horse. This workshop is designed to give you a variety of strategies to help create a confident, harmonious canter. We hope you'll join us and you can find out more at shinealightproductions.net. One note, if you're watching or listening to this podcast after November 11th, the workshop will be available as a pre-recorded uh, learning opportunity as well. So you can still go and check out shinealightproductions.net to learn how you can get it. And now back to the conversation with Aaron. So when you, you, you started in, you started in with the schooling, did did you kind of did you know that you were gonna jump in professionally at that point, or was it later on that you start going, hey, this might be the thing that I could do that you know wouldn't burn me out on my own horses? Well, I started out just with an interest in like muscles, and then mm-hmm. um, I've always kind of liked school, so I like learning stuff, and I like learning stuff professionally by a profession and. And so I started thinking, well, I'll get a couple clients and um, I'll just make a little bit of money on the side. And so, yeah, it started like that. And then I ended up going to more schooling and then I kind of tried some different modalities, some different stuff. And I just kept getting really cool results. And then once I moved, we were in Michigan at the point at that time, once I moved back to Washington, uh, I got started pretty seriously where I was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to probably build this business and see how it goes. That's really cool. And you, um, you know, one of the things I admire about you is that you keep your learning going. Like Mm -hmm. often when I'm talking to you, you're thinking about doing, you know, some other program or training. Mm -hmm. What would you say like predominantly is your mode of 
of training that people might identify with or mode of like, what kind of massage do you, do you do? Oh gosh. So I, the way I describe it is more of like a PT, like a physical therapy massage. Okay. Like I'm not there to, um, to do like foo-foo-y stuff or I call it foo-foo just because I don't know what else to call it, but I'm not there to like, just make the horse feel good and be like, yay, there's your massage. Like, you know, when you go to some spas and it's, it just doesn't get the job done. Like I'm there to get a job done. Right. I want to find something that isn't the way that it's supposed to be or something that could be better and fix it Mm -hmm. or make it better or, Mm -hmm. you know, make the horse move better or make the horse feel better, release tension in areas that tension is being held. So I really look at it more as like a PT um, like a, a real health benefit instead of just like, yeah, my horse gets massage. Isn't that cute? It's like, no, my horse gets massaged so that they perform better. They feel better. They have, you know, physiological improvements, um, and stuff like that. Right. So it's, it's more of a, I take it a little more serious than just kind of a, a full body massage. Okay. That's, that's really cool. Um, and you were mentioning, we were talking earlier and you were mentioning a horse that, um, that you weren't sure if what you had done had been successful. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, I had gotten called out to this, uh, woman, uh, at her barn and she was, a, a world-class trainer, like a world-class rider. Her horse had won worlds and, um, I was like, oh, okay, uh, this is exciting. And this is kind of my first big name horse here. And I show up and I'm a little nervous. And so I, I meet this horse and she's just saying, yeah, he's been stiff and he's this. And um, so I start working on him. And as I'm working, I normally explain to the owners, you know, look for this. And I'm looking at this and I expect to see this. And Uh, And so I was working on this horse and I said, you know, I'm feeling tension here and he's displaying that he has tension through this action and he should be releasing here anytime soon. And the horse did not release. And I was like, oh, come on, buddy, please, please. And the whole time he was just really stoic and he wouldn't show that he was getting benefits from it. And normally they can't not show it like it is a physiological reaction. But this boy was like, nope, I am stone cold. I'm not going to show you anything. And so I kept talking like, and then this couldn't happen. And then after this, this happens. And he was like, nah, (laughs) not going to do it. So I kept working. And, and the whole time I'm toward the end of the massage, I'm thinking she's going to think I'm a fraud. She's Mm going to think I'm a phony. I don't know what I'm doing. This horse isn't going to benefit from it. And, um, And it was a little bit on the embarrassing side. So Mm -hmm. I left for whatever reason, she decides to schedule another appointment with me, (laughs) which shocked me. Mm -hmm. And then I come back the next time and this horse looked at me and I swear he was like, Hey, come on into my stall. How do you like your coffee? What would you like? Would you like to sit down? Yeah, let's (laughs) talk. And he was like smelling me and like looking at me. And he was so interested in everything I was doing. And I I was like, is this the same horse? And she goes, wow, you sure won him over quick. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, he doesn't let people in his inner circle like that. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, great. Cool. So that just showed me how much it helped him 
even though he didn't show me at the time it helped him. He must have felt so much better after that, mm-hmm. that he saw me the next time and was like, yeah, come on in here. I right. got a, I got some ideas. Right. So he was a totally different horse. He was releasing. He was relaxing, dropping his head. He was really interactive with me. And it was just amazing. It was a blast. Yeah. That is, that's super interesting. So for people that um, maybe haven't, um, maybe don't know exactly what you mean by release, like share a little bit about like, what can that look like? In, well, in yeah, horses have a physiological release when, you know, you, you make them feel better. So there's your normal ones that most trainers talk about too. So licking of the lips, uh, like a licking and chewing, dropping the head, taking a deep breath. All those are physiological releases mm-hmm. uh, that occur once you make the body feel better. So right. um, there's biting at the rib cage. So they'll come around and bite the rib cage. They rub their face on their knee. Uh, they can shake their head out. Okay. Take deep breaths, yawning, all those fun things. And, um, they're normally your horse will do two to three of them. And that's kind of the way that they do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's really fun to watch how different horses release too. Right. Yeah. I find that really interesting. So this horse was not doing anything. And he wasn't doing, I think I got a, like a lick and chew out of him. And I was like, yeah, see there he released. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That was it. But the second time he went through, he went through them all. Like he was yawning. He dropped his head. He shook it. He, you know, bit at his rib cage. He rubbed his face on his knees. And I was like, okay, I got him. And do you think, is that just, is that from a horse that's completely closed off and like shut down? Well, I don't, I don't know if he was shut down, but he's very, very stoic. Okay. And she actually found out later that he was, he was pretty injured. Like he had some sort of injury and I can't remember what it was, but it was like one of those where normally they don't move out. (laughs) So it was just interesting because, um, he, he's so tough and Mm -hmm. so stoic that he'll keep going on a pretty serious injury. Right. And so that's what I ran into is that he doesn't show weakness and he doesn't show release. Right. So right. That was so he has had to kind of shut things out just as a survival mechanism. Yeah. 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 Definitely mechanism. Yeah. Super, super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of folks listening to this may not be, well, they may have had people come in and do massage with their horses, but maybe they haven't done any themselves. Um, what, like one of the things I, I appreciate about you, like you used to come and work on my horses mm-hmm. and you're, you do such a great job of explaining things in a way that, you know, the layman can understand. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you started to share things with me like, Hey, this is something that you can do in between. And it was stuff that I really could do. Yeah. Um. So what would you like, what, what do you wish that uh, horse owners understood about, about massage? Well, I mean, I really wish that they understood that it's more than massage. It's, it's an emotional thing. Also, it's, um, it's an enhancement of communication. And if you're really intentional about um, listening to your horse, they speak loud and clear, even the quiet ones. And so when you pay a lot of attention, and I teach you kind of how to do that through my virtual course, and and stuff like that, they um, start communicating more. So when you do have the ones that are sh- pretty shut down, they'll start talking loud and clear to you. And so massage is one thing and it's fantastic and it's physical and it's great for the body and it improves range of motion and improves circulation and all this amazing physical stuff that it does. But um, 
there's this huge emotional aspect of it that I didn't know starting. It's not taught. They don't tell you about it. Mm -hmm. They don't tell you at school, like you're going to do some physical stuff, but you're going to have some huge emotional impacts on horses. They don't tell you any of that. Mm -hmm. And so that really blew me away when I started working with a lot of different horses, a lot of different personalities. And, um, it's really important. It's really important because it can go into everything that you do with your horse. So when you start communicating better with your horse, it goes into riding. It goes into, you know, when they're out in the field, it, it has something to do with every part of your horsemanship. So that's what I think is really important. Like I, I want people to make their horses feel better, but I want you to also communicate better with your horse and start seeing signs that they're talking to you. Right. That's, um, it's, it's cool. Yeah, it is really, that is really cool. And, um, like you and I have partnered together and done, uh, a course, Uh um, and a virtual clinic. Uh Um, and I remember the day that, um, you were over at my place and you were talking to me about this idea that you had to create a book Uh and to share these, um, which I'll ask you about in a minute, but to share these, um, things that people, any, anybody could do with their horse. They don't have to be a massage, you know, practitioner. Um, anyone could do and it sounded super interesting to me. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And I was doing these virtual clinics and I was like, you would be fabulous because you're so much fun and entertaining and, you know, um, and you're so good at explaining things. And so I, I remember that day I pitched that idea to you. What do you think? Or maybe I waited, maybe I texted it to you later, but I just remember thinking, well, I'll just, I'll just share the idea. And you're like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, so then we, we put together this course and it in putting it together, I got to practice a lot of these, um, I'm going to say exercises, but we decided to call them affections because Mm -hmm. there's so much more than just a technique or an exercise. And I was blown away by how much it challenged me to be present, observe what's going on, really listen to my horse in a way that I hadn't before, even though, I mean, we've talked about this many times, but through my horsemanship, I have, I feel like I'm a quite a good observer. I'm good at being present. I'm good at listening, but this was different. It was it is different, different skills. You know, I didn't know the the techniques and things. So, um, but I, I think that was the biggest surprise for me is how much it improved my horsemanship because mm-hmm. it improved my skills of observation and listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you in going through sharing your knowledge virtually, you know, you're not there in person with the people. Did anything surprise you with how, how it went, like how people were able to learn what you were teaching? I mean, it shocked me. It it blew me away. I couldn't believe that people could take like six minute videos and transform their horse in front of me. I couldn't believe it. And I mean, just the ultimate devotion that most of these people that took the clinic have for their horses is mind blowing alone, but they, they seriously took five to six minutes of information, applied it. And I could see the difference in the horse and, and the horse was like showing the difference. The horse was doing all these releases. And I mean, this is professional stuff. I mean, they, this is what professionals tried to achieve. And um, people who were just watching a five to six minute video are achieving it themselves and they don't need me there. That's the thing. Right. Um, 
And so I was really impressed, really impressed by that. And I know that some people, you know, aren't going to have those results if they're not uh, visual learners or, you know, they need a little more instruction or something like that. But just the amount of people that did well was phenomenal. Right. So I was really happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was really kind of blown away by that too. And Mm -hmm. then you went on, so we did a virtual clinic in November of last year. You went on and started a a coaching community Mm -hmm. and had a group of people in that. And now you mentioned to me, like, these guys could go out and like start making money on their own. Yeah. They're so, like professionals. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And it was fun to watch um, because, you know, they started out not knowing anything like everybody else and they would just apply these techniques. And, and most of them had multiple horses they were working on, which is phenomenal because if one thing doesn't have an impact on one horse, but you do it on another, it can be night and day. I mean, they, it can, it can be so different between horses. So these guys, most of them had multiple horses they were working on. And so they saw the benefit of almost every move that they did. They really did. So, um, and then what was really fun for me was to watch them go from, I've learned this. Um, I'm, I'm not very good at it, but I'm trying. And, and then to start going through the steps of now I'm more comfortable with it. Now I'm listening more. Now I have more intuition. Now I think it's tight around here. And they they start moving around the horse more like I do instead of how I'm teaching. Because I, I teach one way so that it's easy to learn and you can do it in order and, you know, it's not confusing. But I don't massage like that. Like I'm all over the map when I massage because one area will lead me to another and then I have to check this and, you know, I'm kind of all over Um, And so then I start watching those people, uh, clients start to do that. And they're like changing and morphing into this more well-rounded body worker. It's really phenomenal. Yeah, that's really cool. And we've talked about this before, but this idea of, uh, you know, that there is a phase where you just have to learn the, the skill right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then once you have, once you've learned it, then you can be like, you're saying more intuitive, more creative, listen more, you know, be experimenting with what does the horse need. So it over and over and over, as I went through this um, learning process with you, I realized how much it mirrors the horsemanship journey. Oh yeah. You know, learning anything. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting how often we can get stuck when we're in that learning phase and it's awkward and it doesn't yeah. feel right and it doesn't look like the video, even with what you you were sharing, um, that we can get caught in this idea that there's something wrong with us. We're not doing it right. But no, it's just you're in this stage. Mm-hmm. Stick with it because you have to go through that stage. Yeah. You don't get to skip it no. to, get to, the, to get to the more fluid, you know, yeah. look and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was really interesting. Um, so what would you say is one of the benefits that you see for people learning these affections that you're teaching? Just their enhanced communication with their horse. Um, you know, there's like, for example, um, when I, I was teaching people, when your horse comes around and like bites at their side or like rubs their leg, go to that spot and rub it and, and say, Oh, is it right here? 
Is it, is there something right here? And then all of a sudden they'll start pointing to other spots on their body. And then you have formed new communication that before you would have thought nothing of, you would have thought nothing of it. Right. Or um, when you're rubbing in a certain area and they back up, well, what would we normally do? Well, we'd put them back where they belong Mm -hmm. and then we'd go back to what we were doing. Well, when they backed up, they were telling you, I don't want it there. I want it right here. So if you listen to that and you, and you acknowledge it, if you acknowledge them speaking, they're going to speak more. And um, that's a big deal because then they'll speak to you more. Right. Or if you acknowledge that nostril flare or the eye, the tilted eye, um, they, and you say, Oh, I, I see you. I hear you. And you acknowledge that situation, then they'll start telling you more. And then this communication relationship just becomes so much stronger. And that goes to everything. Like I was saying. Absolutely. I just keep thinking it's, it parallels. It is, it is horsemanship. It's, mm-hmm. it's the same. It's the same thing. And like you're saying, it gets even stronger that that communication gets even stronger because as your horse realizes that you're listening and 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 starts to show you more things you start to look even more yeah right because it it feels really good it feels successful mm-hmm. um so that's that's really cool um so you are now you've been kind of traveling around teaching clinics for a couple years now uh you know normally they've been smaller like mm-hmm four hour clinics, like mm-hmm. day clinics. Okay. And I've just started doing, um, two day clinics. Okay. And so that's been fun and I've been traveling around a bit and yeah, that's been uh, amazing. Amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. And so you're, you're kind of in this spot that I think a lot of professionals come to where you've put a ton of time in a bunch of years in and, um, and now you're starting to go, Hmm, I might be able to help even more people yeah. if I get into the teaching part of it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's really because cool. Because the impact that, that our virtual clinic made was wild to me. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely uh, love the horses in my area and they're kind of part of my, you know, my friend group. And I mean, I know them so well, I know their owners so well, and it's really special to me to have those horses, but, um, I'm only impacting them. (laughs) Right. So, you know, and some of them are in such good shape because they get monthly massage that I'm not even doing much when I go. Mm -hmm. And there's so many horses out there that need more help. Um, that it's been weighing on me a little bit, to be honest with you, because Mm -hmm. I know there's people call me and I don't have room in my schedule. Right. And I know their horse needs it. I know it's one of those situations where if I worked on that horse, I would benefit that horse so much more, mm-hmm. but I don't, I can't, I don't have the time. So if I can like multiply myself or even get it to where people can access information to help their own horse, that's going to be fantastic. And, um, I am, uh, getting some apprentices. So I'm hoping that they take my position with the horses that I currently have. That's my goal of 2024. And um, then I will be teaching completely, hopefully. That's awesome. That's the goal. That's really great. Um, And that's one other thing that I thought of is you've mentioned before, because what, what you're sharing right now, what you're sharing is for horse owners. It's 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll we'll take a step away from that in a minute, but um, it, it's really that's what it's really designed for mm-hmm. is for you know the everyday horse owner who is you know interested in ways of growing their bond and helping their horse feel good, um, be able to take it a little a step further, and you know be able to possibly help their horse in some areas. But um, eventually, um, well, you've mentioned. That, that what you're sharing, what you're teaching, it would be great for professionals to know as well so that they could have things that they could share with their clients yeah. in between. Because that's that's where this came from, right? Is, yeah. Is you, why don't you talk a little bit about how, where did it come from? So I, you know, I've worked on a lot of horses and I've learned things that they don't teach in school just because I'm always messing around. Like I'm always looking for something that just might not be the way it should be or something that I can improve upon. And I found things in horses' bodies that are kind of universal that a lot of horses need that attention. So for example, lower legs, lower legs get ignored Mm -hmm. because there aren't a lot of muscles in them. So there's no muscles from the knee down. So massage therapists don't do a lot with the lower legs. They focus on the bigger, you know, muscle areas and Um, you know, farriers work on the hoof, uh, vets normally only work on the legs when there's something wrong with them. So you don't really want that either. Mm -hmm. And so I've just found things that you can do as a horse owner to make your horse feel good and also improve the range of motion and hopefully, um, keep your horse from being injured or having tension where they don't need to have tension and stuff like that. So I've just been finding little things as I go along that, um, I didn't know we're there. They're not taught. People should know about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why, why isn't this taught? And so it's more advanced because in school you have to learn the basics. You have to know, you know, the baseline of what needs to be done when you're out there. But there's all this extra stuff all over the place that mm-hmm. anyone could do and you can have huge impacts. Yeah. So that's kind of how it developed. And I just am always talking as I'm massaging, whether there's people there or not, I'm talking, <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to tell somebody about it. And uh, so, yeah, I'm always looking for different stuff. I'm trying to figure stuff out is where most of this stuff came from. Right. I, you know, I'm like, man, this doesn't seem to move right. It doesn't feel right. Why is that? And so I'll start poking around on the horse and I normally end up finding the spot that's restricted and kind of messing around with it. And then I'm like, Oh, put right. that, away. I'm going to lock that one away. <laughs> so yeah. Right. Yeah. So we were, we were talking about it a while ago about, you know, who, who this is for, and I, I think I had said, you know, it's for, it's for horse owners. And then you said, well, but it could also be for practitioners, for mm-hmm. professionals. It could benefit them in their practice, but then it could also benefit them with sharing it with their, with their people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause so. it's just, it's extra stuff. Right. They're not going to learn it in school. Right. So um, it's just, it just adds that little extra touch where right. it might be the missing piece. You never know. So um, we're a little bit limited in that, you know, we just have uh, the video. We don't have a horse with us right now. Um, and and some people are just listening. Is there something that you could share with someone to try with their horse today? Like after listening to this, mm. we can definitely one thing I we can do is we have a sample lesson available, the jaw rub. 
So I'll definitely make sure that that is available if anybody wants to try that out. Um, it's a free lesson from the course. Mm -hmm. um, but is there anything else that you'd say, hey, yeah, why don't you go try this? Okay, cool. So I want you to try to find what, um, what style of massage your horse would prefer. So each horse, just like they're just like people prefers a certain technique. So try to find what technique your horse likes. So do they want a flat, soft hand across their body? So try that. Try a soft rub, you know, a flat hand, go start from the neck and go all the way down. You can do friction where it's a little more work. Okay. So harder, go with the muscle back and forth. You can do scratching. You see that? You see the muscles in my arm? So okay. those of you listening, you, you might have to watch the video. Yeah. Her muscles get on, are get online and watch. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> look at that. Okay. Look at the difference. So moving with the muscle, moving against the muscle. Okay. And then there's slapping, which people for some reason don't want to do. And I guarantee you should try it because your horse is going to like it. So slapping and then pounding. Okay. Yeah. And all those things do um, different they do they have different impacts on the body and your horse will probably prefer one of them so try and cool to that's really cool I yeah, like, it's I like fun. That. It's yeah. Really fun. that'll be a good that'll be a good challenge yeah. um so where can people learn more about you go to uh <laughs> shine a light productions <laughs> i'll make sure to i'll make sure to uh share the link yeah link. definitely i mean yeah. the content's there that's, that's where you're going to want to go. Mm -hmm. um, I have a Facebook. You can contact me, uh, email or phone number. I'm good to go either way. But yeah, I mean, go to Shine a Light Productions and um, check out what we've put together. Because I mean, I'm so happy that we did this, Molly, because mm -hmm. and you did such a great job. Oh, I had someone you. just the other day say they kind of like were shocked <laughs> and they were like, wow, that, that looks really professional. And I'm like, why are you saying it like that? Of course, <laughs> they must know me really well or something, but no, I mean, it's just put together so well. And um, the success shows that it was put together well. Yeah. And so I think it's really, um, it's a good source and it's there for people it's there for everyone who wants to check it out. And, um, you know, through that has all my information in it too. So definitely yeah. go there. That sounds great. And we've got more in the works. So yeah, there's always something the rattling Asian. around in here that wants to land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you. Uh, thanks for spending a little time with us today. And uh, I hope people try out your challenge and, yes. uh, and also try out that free lesson and, and dig in a little. So thank Tell you. Tell me how it goes. Yeah. Okay. So that wraps up our conversation. I think you probably can see now what I was saying in the beginning that Aaron just has a really wonderful way of explaining things in a way that's easy to understand and super fun. She's uh, she's kind of a hoot to be around. And uh, so just a reminder that we do have a free lesson available for you to try out. There's a link in the show notes or if you're watching this on YouTube in the details below. So we hope you check out that lesson. There's also a sample 
sampler course available if you weren't ready to dive into the full course. Um, there's a $17 sampler course where you'll get a handful of the lessons to try out. And uh, we've been getting rave reviews, and I think that uh, you'll love it and you'll see a wonderful impact um, on your horse. So thank you for joining in for this episode. As always, I, um, I'm really grateful that you're here and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.